Welcome back to the Bhagavad Gita in a Year podcast. I'm Radha, and I'm here with Balaram and Chaitanya Charan. And we are on day 38 of our journey through the Bhagavad Gita. Today we will start with chapter 2, text 56. So we are just learning about the symptoms of a man in transcendence. This 56. Translation One who is not disturbed in mind, even amidst the threefold miseries, or elated when there is happiness, and who is free from attachment, fear, and anger, is called a state a sage of steady mind. Yes. So there were four questions, or uh, it is a four-part question that Arjuna asked in two point fifty-four. The first question was about the defining characteristic, and that defining characteristic question was answered in fifty-five by Krishna. And now the next question is about speech. So we discussed the question about speech. Essentially, means it's a question about the response to ups and downs of life response to life's ups and downs now we could say that when we speak there is always some talk going on inside us so our speeches our self-talk and our public or our social talk so inner self-talk is largely inner. So sometimes something bad happens to us. We may keep a poker face. We may try to act like a stoic. And show that we are not affected by it at all. But there is this inner voice going on inside us. So Krishna is talking about speech both in terms of the inner voice and the outer voice. And he's stating that actually... Such a person in their response, uh, the 56th verse will talk about their inner, the, the response of the inner voice, or the self talk that is going on. And 57 will be talk. Uh, 57 will be about their outer response. When so this per particular verse, we are talking about these dualities. So the positive is happiness and the negative is distress. So here, essentially Krishna is saying that in happiness, one normally we get elated. In distress, we get dejected. But instead of that happening, the sage of steady mind, their consciousness stays more or less steady. So it doesn't go up consciousness of the seers of spiritually realized people. So this is the describing the first two parts of the verse. And to be able to do this, there is a particular way of particular ways of looking at the world are to be avoided. So Krishna uses three words over Raga, Bhaya, and Krodha. 
so this is attachment fear and anger so now now we could call attachment as desire is a is, is a very strong desire so f a d so generally we have fads in the world fad is like a fashion so one who is free from fads they are not affected by mm -hmm. if somebody is free from fad they will not be affected by these things so generally if you consider when there is this up and down going on there is the desire for this mm -hmm. we have the desire to get the positive side of the duality and then if somehow we got there there is also fear of the negative side of the duality and if somehow we do get there we find ourselves on the downside going this way then there is anger so if we have something or if it uh, if we have don't have something we want it at the desire that is the attachment then after having it if fear we, we dread the thought of losing it that's fear and then there is when we see that i'm not getting something that i want or whatever i want is getting lost from me then there's anger because of that so these three things they keep us caught in the fads fear anger desire it keeps us caught in dualities and one who can if we want to be avoid being caught in dualities then these these emotional drives we the one becomes free from those so how does one become free that is by focusing on one spiritual connection one spiritual identity these things you understand the material things will come and go sometimes we'll get them sometimes we won't but we go beyond the duality that is what we are seeking so it Any it question? sounds like you're yeah it sounds like you're saying like anger is kind of a byproduct of attachment and fear and once our attachment and fear once we become realized to the point that we can minimize our attachment and fear our anger will be minimized but in the meantime like when we experience anger in our everyday life are we to take that 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 that's something bad like as an emotion well it's a important and complex question at one level we could say nothing in the world is bad mm -hmm. fear if you consider fear fear it can be a warner if there's a word like that war something that gives warning it's a warner of danger and if somebody says on the edge of a huge mountain peak a mountain cliff and it's slippery soil and they feel no fear they might just slip down and lose their life so fear itself is not a bad thing so it is when we say we're talking that's why you didn't use the word emotion here here it is when fear controls us it becomes not just a emotion but it's a emotional drive 
drive that is that is that takes charge of us that is when it becomes a serious problem so we don't want that uh, to happen similarly with respect to anger anger it indicates it's a indicator that something is wrong it's a indicator that something is wrong some in fact not just something is wrong something is seriously wrong with something that is seriously important to us there are many things wrong in the world now we don't get angry over all those things so in that sense anger is not a bad thing anger again is a every emotion at one level is information but from emotion as informer is good but when emotion becomes the inciter that's when it becomes bad so very quickly it can change the role from being the informer to being the inciter and that's where it becomes a serious problem okay so it's not so much about it's it's okay to experience anger it's more it's more about what we do with it so our action yes. as a result of what we're feeling is is what we really need to be concerned with that's why the word is we you know it's free from free from means that is it like it's not basically elimination of those emotions it's more like if i'm free from somebody mm. the india was ruled by the british india became free that does not mean all the british have to be annihilated from here so it is that the british don't have controlling power over here uh, okay. so america was controlled by the british so with the word is free free means that if they are not dominant but that can be present it's only these emotions are at one level human we can't avoid these emotions but when they control us that's when it becomes a serious problem sir thank you thank you good question so now so this was telling us that the characteristic of a seer is that they are beyond dualities and they are beyond dualities because they don't have they are not controlled by these emotional drives so now in general we can't see people's interiors we can only see their exterior externals so how is that manifested in their external behavior that will be described in the next words balram any comments no please go ahead yah sarvatra na bisnehas tat tat prapya shubhashubham na abhinandati na dveshti asya pragya pratishthita in the material world one who is unaffected by whatever good or evil he may obtain neither praising it nor dis- despising it is firmly fixed in perfect knowledge yes so now th- i said that earlier one was about the outer the inner talk now this is talking about the outer speech so the speech that goes inside us and the speech that goes outside us so one is not so when this is 
when the positive side is there we normally praise it we the internal emotion and that is we we despise it we criticize it this is terrible why did this happen that is terrific it's more of this i want it so now when we are talking about these at one level this could be just human speech and it's not at the the gita is saying that there will be no such human speech at all human speech is expression of it can be you can say an expression of human emotions that's fair enough but one again if you'll see later in the in the 17th chapter 15th verse krishna will also echo this theme when he talks about discipline of speech and there he states that essentially each one of us needs to channel the power of our speech properly so when when we our speech there are occasional words and there are regular or even constant words so some people when something bad happens to him then they some people are as we know chronic complainers they one bad thing has happened to them and they're constantly talking about it we may use the word whiners for them hmm hmm so those who are whining constantly they become a drag on any company any group of people so it is an occasional expression is okay but when that's what a person is talking about then that is where that is a serious problem and um, this is again the point is not that they are blind they are they are aware okay this is this is pleasant this is unpleasant it's not that they have become desensitized to it it is that they are no longer consumed by it so it's a uh, you consider if our response to dualities now one is that they are obsessed by it oh it's become so cold oh you know this is, this is so bad this is so bad and the other is they are oblivious of it now both of these are unhealthy so what the gita is telling is not that somebody should be oblivious of these things rather it's somewhere in between it is talking more in terms of being aware they are aware of dualities but they are also aware of a reality beyond duality that that i as a soul as a part of the divine am and beyond the ups and downs of the world and because they are aware of this duality reality beyond duality that's why they don't get caught in it okay this happened it's if it's cold it's not that they're oblivious to cold okay i know this cold but i have some important service to do therefore i'll wake up, i'll do the service no matter what happens that's the way they function so 
in this world the understanding is always there will be duality sometimes good sometimes bad but if one gets consumed by it then that is where the problem comes up so the seers they they have in one sense you can say better things to speak about better or bigger things to speak about sometimes when we meet people we try we do some small talk now okay as a matter of courtesy small talk is fine but what happens is making small talk that could be just courtesy or politeness but some people they end up make making small talk into big talk that means that's all they're talking about or into their only talk oh the weather is so good or the weather is so bad oh you know this person did this then this becomes uh, this becomes inane it just becomes boring it becomes wasteful it becomes distracting spiritually especially distracting spiritually so that is what is avoided a factual observation is fine but then because the spiritually spiritual seers are focused on higher reality so these they don't consume them too much i'll conclude with one metaphor here i am um, what is being said over here that say if this is a giant skyscraper building and i am a tiny person over here then this can seem huge mm -hmm. but that same building could be there but if i am in a helicopter or plane over here then this seems to be small so this is this how duality for materialists any pleasure is a huge pleasure any problem is a huge problem but this is duality for spiritualists So any reflections or comments? Yeah, I I like the point that you made that it's not like numbing out. It's a way that you're unaffected. It's not like numbing out to it. It's it's knowing that it's there, but to your to your point here, it's having a broader vision, having a different vantage point that puts it into perspective so that you realize that it's it's actually not the main thing. it's a very small part of of yeah so it's a very nice word actually numbing out i would say it's definitely not numbing out and it is also not dumbing out let <laughs> 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 like we are not dumbing ourselves down or generally the word i think dumbing down we use the word mm. hmm? but actually what it is it's it's blocking out like we say when we block out the noise Now on that, if this is important. I'm going to focus on this. If a player is going to say make a final penalty shot or something like that in a critical match, then he say block out the noise. Focus on the play. So like that, block out.
that's mm. what is being talked about over here you, you know it's kind of like this noise canceling mic that i have like there's so much going on right now like there's a kirtan going on outside but you guys can't hear it you can only hear my voice like it the the mic does that it's it's kind of like that right beautiful example uh, the noise canceling mic is something which is which is external to us this consciousness is of course something internal to us mm. but yeah it's a good very good example mm-hmm. it's a it's something which helps us see things in perspective and once we see things in perspective then we don't get so caught or carried away by them thank you thank you any comments balram Okay. So, yeah, I wanted to vibe because I had this question now. These things I wonder is this advice or is this uh, oh, I said I'm not able to hear you. Can you hear me? It's quite poor. Okay. Can you hear me now? Yeah, please speak. That's better, right? Um I wanted to ask whether these answers are these answers are, are not advice, correct? These are symptoms of of high consciousness. It's not that we should try to act this way. It's that this is how one person acts when they have spiritual consciousness, spiritual identity. Yeah. They can be taken both ways. I think I mentioned this yesterday that these are both descriptive and prescriptive. they are describing seers but they can also be prescribing for us we can try to act in this way certainly it like some like i give the example a yogi sits in an erect posture okay then if i want to be yogi i should also try to sit in an erect posture but is it something we artificially do at the cost of suppressing our emotions no it's not that we if i'm trembling out of cold and i say that i artificially oh i am not feeling cold no so we could say that there is a tolerance capacity and we all have a certain level of tolerance capacity so for example if amid dualities of this level slight up slight down maybe i can stay steady but if the duality is going way up then if i try to artificially keep myself steady this may not work so with this i might go up a little bit so it depends on individual to individual so whatever is our tolerance capacity in general we can try to be working to increase it so strive to grow it increase raise it that is fair enough but we can't artificially claim that we have a level of tolerance which we don't have so if uh, there is there is a hurtful speech by someone now maybe a seer is utter is largely unaffected by it a seeker 
is largely affected by it. So now we as seekers, maybe in the past, we would have become vengeful or we would have become maybe hopeless. Now, now we are, we are, maybe we are hurt. We maybe, but then we address the hurt. So the, the so here maybe it would have been this much. Now maybe it is this much, but we we address the hurt in the appropriate way. It is not that we can prematurely fake these symptoms. So you could say these are the symptoms of spiritual health. So, and spiritual health is there. So there is a person who is already healthy. In them, because the symptoms or characteristics of spiritual health, in the healthy person, they come naturally. In the recovering person, then they, they are not natural. So should one not try for them at all? Well, not like that, but one cannot artificially imitate them. It is, say, if a person who has a hand fracture, maybe they can just move their hand a little bit. Or somebody who has a healthy hand, they can move the hand, the full range, they can even lift weights. They're two different kinds of people. But should a person who is fractured not move the hand at all? Well, it depends. If that's what the doctor's order is, then don't move it at all. But normally, once the cast is removed, a little bit exercise is good. So, according to our capacity, we can strive to manifest those symptoms without artificially or excessively suppressing ourselves. Hmm. So, baby steps. Yeah, exactly. Where we are, and we just try to take baby steps, not giant leaps. <laughs> Yes, exactly. So excessive suppression, that is not, but appropriate moderation, we can say. Mm. According to our level, how much moderation that we can do, that we definitely should try to do. So mm. baby steps, as contrasted with, you could say, giant leaps. We don't want to take, it's not even a leap, it's more like a, it will become more like a fall if we try to take a leap. Hmm. Good question. I hope I addressed that. Yes, thank you. So, thank you. So, I'll summarize. We discussed uh, today, the, overall we're discussing about the theme of response to dualities. And in the theme of response to, how does a person respond to life's ups and downs? And in that connection, we discussed primarily the speech and the speech, this inner talk. The inner talk is, is basically a person is in terms of they have steady emotions and the steady emotions, no elation or dejection in happiness or distress that comes from, they are free from the emotional drives. So, the emotional drives, namely, we discuss fear, anger, desire. That's a fad, which can be free from. And then after that, 
the second one is the outer talk was there is again steady words steady speech we discussed that means there might be some occasional occasional out rare inter occasional outbursts but it's not a chronic complaining occasional outburst is just an expression of human emotion but con chronic constant or chronic complaining whining that is definitely unhealthy and then we discussed about how while well, somebody is functioning like this it focuses so for seers this is natural so for seekers what is required is not suppression but moderation that we understand what is going on and we try to regulate ourselves appropriately thank you very much ray krishna thank you